Hello, this is Alex, and you're listening to Napa Valley Insurrection. And uh, I'm really excited today. Um, uh, the first guest I have on this NVI relaunch is Jason Kishneff. He's a congressional candidate um, running against the incumbent, Mike Thompson. Uh, long-term NVI listeners, I'm sure, I'm sure already know Jason Kishneff well. Uh, so yeah, what's up, Jason? Doing good, doing good. So yeah, I'm just getting this. Um, I'm actually kind of relaunching NVI. Um, yeah, 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 I've had you on before in the past. Uh, I went on a hiatus for a little bit. Uh, kind of a, a, gave an explanation of that in my first episode that I just put out. But uh, yeah, I'm excited to get this thing going. How's the campaign trail been been going for you? Uh, well, thank you for having me on your show, and uh, it's been going really well. I think. Awesome. You know, of course, you'll have to ask me the day after the election. You know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Well, d yeah, definitely want to hear more about, you know, what campaigning's been like. Um, but just to kind of dive right into a topical issue, um, I wanted to know, um, yeah, I, I'm sure everyone now know, uh, if several days ago, Trump had Kassan uh, uh, Soleimani, the uh, Iranian military commander, in Iran assassinated and um, it's uh, really 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 uh, escalated the tensions for for war and and all the rest of it um, so yeah uh, I'll just put it to you to open it up uh, what are your thoughts and feelings on um, what Trump did and what's happening in Iran right now Trump said he was going to attack America, so it's good. But you know what? 
the United States military cannot be the world's police. It cannot be up to one person or one elite group of people to decide what is right and wrong in the world. Yeah, yeah. Because, because what happens is even if we have the best and most pure of leaders, they leave office at some point and somebody else takes over. And it just, it sets the, situ- the system up for failing when, when we do that. It needs to be a group effort. The Congress has to be involved. Other nations have to be involved. And what Trump has done it's just straight out bullshit. Yeah. No, acting acting out, you know, on his own, you know, we're out there acting like a rogue nation. Iran has said, you know, understand understandably that they feel that they have a need to retaliate in some way. And, you know, once they retaliate, I mean, why would we expect other other actors, other countries, other nation, nations in the uh, international community to support us? Um yeah. Why would we? If if another nation had assassinated one of our generals and said, "Oh yeah, he killed you know this many Iraqis or whatever," and that's why we would never accept that. Yeah. That is an act of war. It's frightening. Well, so I know. Uh, I believe yesterday you went to a protest in San Francisco um, regarding this issue. Um, so I'll kind of. Uh, give you two questions I'm, I would love to hear you talk about what your experience was like at that protest kind of get your uh, your eyes uh, eyes on the ground view or whatever um, and then also um, what's Mike Thompson's response been to um, what's what's happened in Iran uh, thank you for asking me that I've been so upset I waited and I saw all these Democrats condemning this attack and I waited, and I waited, and I waited for Mike Thompson to at least get the same firm response that they were all giving. This guy was a bad guy, but I object to the way he, way Trump did it, which is which is baloney in the first place. But he has not said one word. It's been total silence. Wow. Wow. Um, he, he made an announcement about a uh, town hall meeting. He's going to do a Kelseyville later this month, and he made it a, an announcement about, um, I think it's about Obamacare, and has totally avoided mentioning the topic. Hmm. And the reason for that is because he actually supports for-profit war. Yeah. Because he takes all this money from not only weapons manufacturers, but the other companies, other corporations that all profit from war, like the media and the companies that supply our troops with, uh, with, uh, with, with the metal to make the weapons or the boots or the helmets or the clothing or whatever, the food. Yeah, and yeah. And the companies that rebuild a com- uh, country after war. They all, there's, there's a huge amount of profit in war, and Mike Thompson is so wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and and how, what was yeah. the protest like yesterday in San Francisco?
I don't know, I would guess a thousand people there. And I came home and I, I posted something about it on Facebook. And uh, a friend of mine named Dana, um, I, I don't, I won't say his last name because I don't, I didn't ask his permission ahead of time. <laughs> but he said, you know, how many people were there? Were there like ten thousand? Because that's how many there were in Vietnam when we were protesting. And <laughs> we all know that, you know, that didn't really do um, a whole lot of immediate good. It, it did eventually pressure for the end, but, but we don't even know how much it had to do with uh, ending the Vietnam War. So I was like, no, I don't think there were 10,000. And now I feel like as many people as, there, as it seemed to me like there were, maybe that was just a fraction of what really should have been out there. Yeah. Because really, what, what Trump is doing in Iran is just absolutely horrendous. I mean, if the, the geography of Iran, like Tehran is surrounded by enormous mountains and water on the other side. And so if we're going to really um, bomb Iran, if we're going to go to war with Iran, we're going to be bombing population centers. Because it's they're uh, they aren't very spread out. They're very uh, they're all located in the big cities, and so we're going to bomb Tehran, which is seven million people, mm. and and we're just going to kill mm. so many innocent people. Iranians don't really um, most Iranians don't really support their government, and, and we're just they're they're innocents. We're just going to go over and murder a bunch of people. Yeah. I should say the government is in your name. Yeah, in our name. Well, I guess in in the uh, immortal words of deceased imperialist scumbag John McCain, bomb, 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 Iran. Um. Okay, let's shift gears a bit. Um. Earlier, you were talking about Mike Thompson's ties to um, the, mil the military-industrial complex, you know, all the uh, corporate money he's getting from there. And, um, and you don't accept any corporate money. Um, so I think the way to kind of segue into the next uh, question, um, this isn't the first time you've challenged Mike Thompson, and I believe the last time you, you challenged him, you ran as a Green. And one of the reasons why the Green Party um, uh, is attractive to you, um, why, you know, is because they're the only political party. Yeah, other than now being the only, the, the largest, you know, explicitly anti-capitalist, you know, socialist, you know, eco-socialist political party um, for a long time, like from, from day one, they've refused to accept corporate money. And of, of course, Mike Thompson does accept corporate money. And, you know, one of the arguments you, you heard running as a Green, you know, I heard, I've always heard during my work as a Green Party operative or whatever, is that, oh, you know, if you really want to have a sh ch chance of winning and if you really want pay people to take you seriously, you need to run as a Democrat. So, so that's what you're doing this time around. And I actually, I, I respect that, that, that strategy and that, 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 that tactic because you're, you're taking their, their argument, you know, head on. Like, hey, here I am. Let's, let, let's, let's do this. So with that kind of in mind, what's, what's been your experience so far running as a Democrat? Um, do you feel like the party's embraced you? Uh, yeah, just just what, what kind of support are you, are you getting? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, would you you interviewed me before on on the last campaign when I was running as a green, and so you know um, that Mike Thompson, that the the League of Women Voters was going to host a forum 
Um, I'll never repeat it because your your listeners may not know. Yeah. The League of Women Voters hosts a forum, and um, but their bylaws say that every single candidate has to be there, or we won't host the forum. So Mike Thompson's office says, "No, I'm not available," <laughs> and the forum doesn't happen. And so all the challengers don't get to be heard by the pop by the by the population by the public. So that was a key reason in, in wanting to run as a blue, because in order to get uh, the Napa Democrats endorsement or the Contra Costa Democrats endorsement or the Sonoma Democrats endorsement, he would have to, um, you know, be heard, and, and I would have to, I would have an opportunity to speak as well. So. Um, my experience with Democrat voters is that I am a lot more warmly embraced than I was as a Green, even though my values have not changed. I see it as, you know, I, I'm loyal to my values, I'm loyal to the people, I don't really care about Democrat or um, Green Party or peace and freedom or whatever, it doesn't matter, my values are my values. Um, so, when I went to these endorsement meetings as a Democrat, I found I was I was surprised at how little support I actually had huh. from like these. Uh, and I think it's a sorry to interject. Um, I, I think it's important to to point out uh, just to listeners um, the distinction between the Democratic voters who you know you know when you're going door to door talking to people at events you're you're getting. You know, warm receptions from them overall versus when you come to these endorsement meetings, which it's just the truth. It's not rank and file Democrats, you know, party members that are at these endorsement meetings. It's it's people that are, you know, in some way tied to the party establishments. Um, so, yeah, just kind of. Yeah. Yeah, very much uh, centrist supporting. We're going to go with the guy we've always gone with. Kind of. I don't know, like even the progressive Democrats of Benicia were not as progressive as their name might imply. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're good people. Yeah. I know them. They're, they're my friends. I, I don't have any issue with them. But I look at their, uh, you know, they're all choosing to vote for Elizabeth Warren for president. And, you know, she's okay, but she's clearly not the most progressive choice. Yeah. Well, so, She's a, you know, more, more of a centrist. Yeah. Wait, so I, this is a question I hadn't really written down. It just kind of came to my mind while we were talking. Um, um, but yeah, maybe let, I'll wrap kind of two issues into one. Um, just talking a bit more about the, the kind of national presidential race that's happening. And I guess I'll just kind of share with listeners what some of my current views are on the the, the presidential race um they're they're sort of evolving <clears throat> but i think at this point the only real shot that this country has at a defeating fascism and b of leaving behind i don't know the hopes of some crumb of democratic socialism for for us and, and future generations the, the only shot we have at doing this is through Bernie Sanders, right? Um, with that said, yeah. I'm, I'm still a green. Um, I kind of believe in being strategic, like, 
in a non-swing state. Like like in California, for example, like if Bernie got the nomination for president, at the end of the day, I would probably still vote green because, you know, that vote builds something in a state like California. But yeah, that's kind of what my thought is. But um, just kind of tying that down to, you know, the local issues and the local campaign you're running in, um, would it be unfair to say, um, <clears throat> just kind of summarizing or synthesizing some of what I'm hearing you say, um, would it be fair to say that there is a disconnect in Napa Valley um, between the rank and file Democratic Party members, you know, who, who are voters who you're talking to, and the sorts of people who are in the local Napa County Democratic Party establishment who have, you know, many different interests from, you know, your average rank and file member who's struggling, you know, working, trying to provide for, for their families and all that. I'm not sure. For some people, I think there definitely is, but um, my opponent has uh, quite a bit of support in Napa County. Um, yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, I don't know. I think that that's probably true in any other county, but I would call Napa County uh, my constant stronghold. So, but when you go to one of these uh, meetings, like in the Benicia, the Progressive Democrats of Benicia, and you point out um, that Mike Thompson is taking all this corporate PAC money, and Mike Thompson's campaign gets up there and says, no, we're not taking corporate PAC money because, uh, we're not taking corporate money because we take PAC money. And corporate PACs are not corporations. Who funds and those if PACs? People vote for him anyway. Yeah. Then you have to you have to wonder what's going on. Yeah. Like Mike Thompson's Mike Thompson's campaign just straight out lied about taking corporate money. Yeah. And most of the people in that audience knew it, and yet still voted to endorse him. And so I don't know. There is a big disconnect between people associating uh, his, support, his support of for-profit wars. And I'm hoping that this Iran thing is going to bring some of that out because where is he right now? It's been, it's been almost 48 hours yeah. since Trump assassinated Soleimani, and I haven't seen Mike Thompson say one word about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, moving forward, then I guess to the next question, um, uh, at this point, uh, have there been any, any, any agreements from Mike uh, Thompson's campaign to, to debate you or, you know, maybe a better question, are there going to be debates coming up that, um, that, uh, uh, for the democratic congressional primary, you know, so voters can come see the candidates for themselves, um, argue for their, for their positions. Uh, I don't know, maybe if um, we're looking for a local venue in the Valley to host this sort of a candidate's debate, uh, maybe there's a local wine cave. By the way, we're, I know Mike Thompson was at that wine cave fundraiser. Were you there, uh, Jason? <laughs> <laughs> I've never been to a wine cave in my life. <laughs> so anyways, any, any plans? Uh, yeah, are, are there any debates um, set? that Mike Thompson will be at? There are no debates set. 
there probably will not be any debate set. The last I heard from the League of Women Voters, they were planning on doing um, video interviews that would be on their website, which it seems to me will reach less people oh than a public debate would. But uh, since my opponent is this... afraid of the people learning the truth, he will continue to be unavailable, Jesus. and they will continue to not have one. This is really infuriating. Um, you know, I'm a third generation Napa Valley resident, whatever. Uh, you know, 31, a millennial, right? Um, but, you know, during during the time that I've been living in Napa Valley and following local politics, I don't think I've ever once seen Mike Thompson debate any of his opponents. Um, no. And then, the, and then the League of Women Voters, like, they're supposed to be, you know, one of the few institutions um, in, in our valley and elsewhere whose, you know, sole purpose is to be providing a forum for these candidates to debate so the public can hear for themselves. And they're just going to, just putting videos online is such a cop-out, in my opinion. Um, um, so, another question, are, are there other um, are there other people running in the primary as well? And I, I, I also believe um, um, it's an open primary, right? So um, when people get their ballots, um, yeah, I guess maybe I'll just ask you the question this way. When people receive their ballots, um, what, what candidates are, there, are going to be on the ballot? And um, is, there, is there anything about your other impotence, if there are any, you, you want to mention? Before I, before I get to that, I'd like to go back to the last question yes. and, and tell your viewers that I have challenged Mike Thompson to a debate multiple times. And I have just recently reiterated that challenge, and it's been printed in a couple of the newspapers. And it's been more than 700 days since I first challenged him. And he's having this town hall in Kelseyville, so I've contacted him as well. And I think this is like the 21st of January. Huh, okay. And I've contacted him about this town hall, and I said, why don't we invite all of the candidates, and we can all have a public debate at your town hall, because we know he's available. Yeah. Yeah, maybe so y'all maybe y'all could just show up. Maybe y'all could just show up. Maybe all the candidates could you know show up, um, in in a sort of united sort of way and be like, hey, debate us, Mike. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> so yes, there are two other candidates. Um, one is a Democrat named John Wesley Tyler, who I respect. He's he's a good man. And uh, the other one is, his name is Scott Giblin, who is a um, climate change denying, <laughs> supporting Republican. All right. He's a registered, so, he's a registered enough Republican? Said enough said there. <laughs> yeah, so, so he's a registered Republican? Because we, we, we do know in California after the after this top two primary thing that got passed, a lot of uh, Republicans became Democrats, so it's hard to tell sometimes. <laughs> the, uh, the Santa Rosa Press Democrat has him quoted as saying his biggest issue is telling people that climate change is a big pile of chicken little. Wow. That is, that is his quotation. What a black pill so piece of I'm shit. Gonna, you know, I'm going to pass on that guy. <laughs> Probably if you're if somebody's listening to your podcast, they're probably gonna pass on him too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, but um, no, we don't actually have an open primary. We have a, a semi-open primary. Okay. Where the Republican Party does not allow other parties to vote Republican. You have to be registered Republican huh. to vote for a Republican in our primary. 
Hmm. But for a Democrat, oh, that's no right. preference voter can request a, ba- a Democrat ballot, but you have to request a Democrat ballot with the registrar of voters uh, well ahead of time. If you walk into the voting center and ask for a Democratic ballot, they will give you a provisional ballot, and the provisional ballot won't get counted until like a week after the election, if at all. So this is maybe worth... If if you want to vote for me, if you want to vote for Bernie Sanders, I would ask you to please register as a Democrat just for the primary. Now, um, so so definitely to to uh, yeah, this is really important, and I I want to make sure I, I understand how these election things work, you know, and, and you know, want my listeners to understand as well. So, if you wanted to vote for Bernie during the primary, you'd have to run, you'd have to register as a Democrat. Is that true as well for you? Could I vote for you and stay a registered Green, or would I have to be an independent? Um, how does how does how do the primaries work then in California for th- these congressional races? I I think you can vote for me, but it's gonna get. You know, I can't. I can't answer that. Yeah, no worries. I wasn't trying to put you on the spot, but yeah, I do know. I do know definitely. Um. I do know definitely for the presidential, um, yeah, like I couldn't be a Green and vote for Bernie in the primary for the presidential election. But I'm pretty sure if I under, if I recall the way it works with the uh, top two primary system we have is that um, the rest of the races, basically all voters can vote for whoever they want in the primary, and then it's the top two voters, uh, vote getters that move on to the general stuff. But anyways, we, we can move on. Um, um, I guess kind of the last. Know, go ahead. Go ahead. We do know that in 2016, a lot of ballots were destroyed. A lot of ballots were not counted. And if the establishment wants to stop somebody like Senator Sanders from being successful, they're going to look for ballots like third-party ballots yeah. and that kind of thing. And so it is better to register as a Democrat just to be on the safe side, and that includes voting for me. Because the people that are going to be voting for me are probably going to be voting for uh, Senator Sanders or maybe for Tulsi Gabbard or somebody else that's not establishment. Yeah. Well, just to kind of uh, respond and then move on, I, 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 you know, I, I'd also just add add to that um, all those voters out there that do that. You know, the day after the election, you should all register green. And then, Jason, once you get elected to Congress, um, you know, give it some thought, do some soul searching. But maybe once you get into office, you could think about uh, <laughs> joining the Green Party again as well. We, I, we, I think I speak for all of us when I say we'd love to have you back. But uh, <laughs> um, with that, though, I let's. Get that. I get that, but that, that, that seems to me that that would be dishonest to the voters. If they elect me as a Democrat, I should stay a Democrat. Okay. Well, um, um, Either uh, let's move on to your platform. Um, yeah, talk a little bit about your platform. What are the main issues you're advocating for? And and yeah, obviously contrast your platform from Mike Thompson's. Okay, so um, the biggest issue facing us today is clearly the climate crisis. Um, and Mike Thompson, my opponent, will say the same thing, but he supports. The uh, for-profit wars and the U.S. military is the number one polluter in the world. That's true. Yeah. And so all this talk about we have to do everything we can to stop climate change is all just a lot of hot air if we're not actually going to cut back the military. 
and I will not vote for a military budget that does not include serious cutbacks. I will continue to vote no on any military budget. Um, the the issues that really emotionally drive me to want to run are are surrounding racial issues. They are criminal justice reform and Native American rights, and even for profit war, I see as a racial issue because we're not bombing people in white countries. We're bombing brown people that happen to be sitting on top of natural resources. And so these are the issues that really um, that really drive me to, to want to do something different. Uh, Mike Thompson has voted repeatedly for military uh, demilitarization and has, has come to these police violence town halls and said a lot of words, but hasn't done a damn thing to, to um, reform the criminal justice system, to transform it into a system that is not based on racism. Um, and I've said a lot about his support for for profit wars. Um, I support tuition-free college education, which is another thing that my opponent is not supporting because he takes a lot of money from big banks, and so he can't. He can't support college debt forgiveness, but I can. Um, and uh, one of the issues that, that nobody's talking about that, that I want to work on, I want to bring some light to, is cleaning up our waterways that are polluted. A lot of them are uh, contaminated with mercury or poisonous algae blooms and other, um, like here in the in wine country, we have, as you know, um, pesticides and herbicides in our uh, waterways that are running off of the vineyards. And the, the EPA can clean, up, clean this up, but they need to release the funds. And so uh, that's another thing that I want to work on. Awesome. Great, great. And I think the last question um, I'll, I'll, I'll try to pose <clears throat> that we can kind of talk about, just sort of wrap up with, is um, I, I, I'd love to definitely hear you talk about your thoughts on uh, socialism and and and, 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 and uh, anti-capitalism and um, maybe just to form it into another question. Um, I, I think that Bernie Sanders' campaign does represent the uh, – potential for um and it sounds so far-fetched because i have such little hope you know that, that that the democratic party will be able to pull it off but as long as bernie sanders you know is running his campaign there is a potential for um there to be some kind of a uh, democratic socialist takeover of the democratic party that sounds a bit grandiose um so yeah, what, what what are your thoughts on socialism and anti-capitalism, and and how do you think it's possible for the Democratic Party to become a political vehicle for, at the very least, some sort of a democratic socialism? And uh, yeah, how how do you sort of see all that all playing out? Well, I would like to see that takeover happen. Um, I hesitate to put any labels on myself because you know what, there really is no. We're not going to have a pure capitalist system. We don't have a pure capitalist system now. Bailing out banks when they go bankrupt is not capitalism. That is socialism for the rich. 
Um, so there's no pure capitalism and there's no pure socialism. And it's, it's okay to, uh, for all of us to put our taxes together and fund the fire department or fund the sidewalks. And it's okay for us to put our taxes together and fund healthcare or college education. So, I don't know, people look for this label like you're a socialist so they can make you look bad. Or you're a capitalist so you can, they can make you look bad. And really, all I care about is uh, uh, transforming the system so that people are not dying from lack of food or lack of health care or, or lack of roof over their heads. If we have a system that is working for everybody, that meets people's basic needs, I don't really give a damn whether people call it socialism or capitalism or something completely different. Yeah, uh, fair enough. I, I do think, though, um, you know, those words do have meaning. And to the extent that those words do have meaning, there are policy implications. And, yeah, like what, what you're describing definitely um, – I, I would argue it's uh, the policies you're advocating for are, are, are definitely uh, de democratic socialist policies, and uh, you know, and, and they're definitely not policies that the neoliberal establishment in the Democratic Party are advocating for. So, um, you know, yeah, I mean, there are some there are some um, substantial distinctions and whatnot. Isn't that why you're running, Jason? I mean, <laughs> What's that? isn't that why you're running to do that for us? at least, you know, that I've heard are talking about um, taking uh, average people's homes, um, you know, maybe, uh, anyways, but yeah, no, I, I, I get it, cool. Well, um, yeah, I guess, uh, yeah, before signing off, uh, d definitely let, let people, let listeners know um, where they can reach you and get more info, and then obviously I want to open up the floor for anything else you might want to say as well, um, you know, before closing out. Awesome. 
Hey, thank you so much, uh, Jason, for your time. And um, definitely, uh, keep, uh, well, I'll, I'll try to keep myself updated. But yeah, keep feel free to keep me updated as, as well on how your campaign's going and everything. And I wish you the best of luck. Yeah, thank you for having me. I, I appreciate your burn it down attitude. <laughs> feel the burn, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, and you've been, you too. And you've been listening to Napa Valley Insurrection. Thank you so much.